Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. 811, March 9th, 2022, 19 degrees in the capital city. Coming up a little bit later, 15 minutes, Caleb has a Munch Madness update. If you have not yet heard the results from yesterday's voting, whew, you are not going to want to miss this. There are some there are some shockers. There are some close ones. Uh, and that's uh, back up in the north, northeast. So shout out Havelock. Shout out Northeast Lincoln. Uh, but right now, and we also have John Bishop coming up. Uh, Husker basketball gets going again in the Big Ten tournament. We'll discuss that and more with him and the uh, the fan survey. But now it is time to talk to uh, our mayor, Leary and Gaylor Baird, who joins us. Good morning, mayor. How are you doing today? Uh, good morning, Jack. I'm doing well, thanks. Good. Good. I'm good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready for this last blast of uh, this winter before we switch over to swing. I'm actually okay with it because it uh, it sort of gets me in the mood to want spring again after we had a nice winter. But I suppose, you know, for you and, and, and the city, I, I saw when I drove to work today uh, the little lines on the streets yeah. that looked like it, it looked like there's been some efforts to get to get ready for this one in, in a winter that really hasn't been too busy for snow removal this year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I saw those same lines of Brian on 13th Street on my morning commute in this morning as well, and it is a sign of all the work that Lincoln Transportation and Utilities is doing and has been doing. You know, they start prep preparing for winter when it's summer because they want to make sure we've got all the supplies and our contracts with snow plowers in place. So, you know, we're prepared and uh, we're actually, as much as we don't love to have to deal with snow, we're um, pretty glad that because this has been the driest season on record, this moisture is going to help us out and help us hopefully avoid drought in the future. So, um, yeah, yeah gear it up. Uh, and I get the, the one thing I wonder is like, I think this is the first winter mayor that we have not talked about potholes during the uh, during during our monthly interviews, um, and snow removal hasn't been particularly significant. It's been so dry, and that brings its own set of issues. But what are the impacts of having a winter like this for for LTU for other things when when you're not spending a lot of time and resources or nearly as much time and resources on those things? Right, right. No, it is. I mean, I think this just demonstrates that how the connection between snow and what that does to pavement when moisture starts to get into it and into the cracks, it uh, it does lead to more potholes, but we're not seeing that this year. That said, LDU has filled like almost 2,900 potholes this year, um, and they will continue to respond to anyone's reports of them, um, but that does allow them to do more preparation for other street maintenance and construction. You know, we had a lot of time to get construction work done this because there was good weather, so, you know, we, we flex and focus on what we can do given the weather, and of course, streets is a major focus for our team. Yeah, well, hopefully hopefully it's beneficial to to not only the uh, the city government, but, but also to the people here just to have not as many resources is dedicated to that for at least one winter, although I'm sure we're going to get completely crushed next year now. So anyway, um, <laughs> hey, hey, Mayor, let, let me ask you, um, obviously been front and center in the news uh, with the with the fairness ordinance, not only the council passing it, you testifying in, in favor it, and now there's been the petition drive. Uh, um, I, 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 I guess I'm curious from you now, I know, I know where you stand on the issue, we've, we've talked about that in the past, but now that the, this petition drive has gone through, they got the signatures to put it on the ballot, can you just g- give people at least a sense now of of what happens next from the city perspective and and where you're at on on those issues going forward 
Right. Well, right now, I mean, I think that what happens next in the short term is the election commissioner is reviewing the signatures to determine how many are valid and assuming that there are enough valid signatures, then the the council has a decision to make about whether to put it on the ballot and when to do that. And I I think what what I want to just convey to the public is how important it is for Lincoln, not just in moral terms, but economic terms, to be an inclusive and welcoming city. I mean, that is why you see not only advocates and parents up at the dais testifying on the need for fairness in our community, but it's also why you see the Chamber of Commerce, not just Lincoln, but the statewide Chamber of Commerce. We have to be competitive. Our workforce challenges are great. We have to be open for business. We have to be ready to hire anybody. And people want to be hired in places where they know that they have rights. So this is this is a very fundamentally important initiative, both in term, moral and economic terms just, for our community. Just in terms of the logistics of this and understanding, and, and I know you referred to it at the beginning, what happens next. If, if it does get put on the ballot, do, is, there, is there a set time that happens, how that happens? You know, what does that look like exactly? Uh, the charter allows the council to make that determination. So okay. um, not a set time. And, and, and I guess the only other question I have for you on, on that is, is if it does, is there, do you have a concern? I mean, again, I, I know where you stand on it. You made it public in, in your testimony, mm-hmm. but is, is there a concern that you've got that a, uh, a vote that didn't turn out to that, that actually rejected the ordinance, that that would be more damaging to the city somehow in, in your, in your opinion, at least than not enacting it at all. I would agree with that statement. This, uh, you know, a, a failure of that ballot initiative would be terrible for Lincoln and our image and our ability to compete for a workforce and and for businesses. I think, though, um, what I want to say is that it's it's also really terrible to have to vote on people's human rights. And and certainly in the past, what I've advocated for is a change at the state legislature so that we don't have to go through this as a community. This is this is not what we want to be spending our time on. We want to make it clear that everyone belongs in Lincoln. And when you put that up for a vote, you know, that's a precarious position to be in. And, um, you know, it, it is it is really a shame that folks who have organized against this are refusing to recognize the humanity of everyone in our community. Um, Mayor, let me, I want to get to some other topics as well. I know there, there's a lot, lot on that one, a lot of people are very interested in it, but I do want to get to some other things here. I know you ordered an assessment of LPD, I believe it was back in, in last year, uh, winter of, of last year, and, and that was when you were looking for the next police chief. At, at that point, there have been some lawsuits alleging discriminatory practices within the department at this plea, place. Um, and so, I understand you're going to go forward with basically an anonymous survey survey that's coming from an independent agency. Tell me what you want to find out from this exactly um, and and what kind of action steps are are on the table or, 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 you know, just kind of what are you going to do with the data that you get with this? Yeah, well, sure. Let me start by saying that. LPD has a culture of excellence, and we work hard to maintain that every day. The men and women of LPD who suit up and do their jobs to keep us safe are really committed to excellent performance on behalf of our residents and working together as teams. And we just got news, it's really great news, uh, that we're reaccredited. Uh, we found that out yesterday. That's kind of like... Uh, Kind of like when our finance department gets a AAA bond rating, LPD has sort of the same gold standard from CALEA, and that that reaccreditation includes reviews of all of our operations, including employee support and discipline. Um, And they've had that accreditation since 1989. And we're seeing the the fruits of their labor, you know, just 
recently we came out and shared about the reduction in crime over last year, a 6.2% reduction in crime. Everyone's pleased with that trend. Um, but an essential part of all our departments, and that includes LPD, is, is continuing to uh, improve and look for ways to refine our services and operations. And yes, last last spring uh, directed that an assessment of LPD be done, give a chance for everyone in the department to share anything they want to share about the culture and operations, and that is a tool that can help us continue towards uh, imp- continuous improvement and excellence. And, and the results of that will be compiled into a report that we will use to potentially recommend policy changes or, or other kinds of uh, staffing changes and, um, you know, We'll look forward to getting that feedback. Is that is, is that a report that you expect to to share publicly, or is that just going to be for internal use in recommending policy changes? What is what does that look like when you have the data? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the primary role of that report is for internal review and assessment, and it'll give us a chance to to take responsive action so that we have real data to use to make. I mean, we make data-driven decisions at the city in every department. So um, I think that eventually when the report is complete, there will be uh, results shared. I mean, you, you very fairly recently hired a new chief, and, and mm-hmm. I know, I'm know i sure you've had conversations with her about this, but it's kind of, I mean, it's a little bit of an awkward situation where you jump into this right after she takes over. Uh, what kind of conversations have you had? And, and, and I'll also kind of finding out the representation Right, you're going through a transition, or you just got mm-hmm. through a transition. That obviously, there's going to be some level of culture that changes just going along with that. How does that impact the effort to do this right now, if at all? Well, the the determination to do an assessment was again last spring, long before Chief Ewens was known to us, or even um, uh, you know, on one of our candidates. And so, as we lined up that process, uh, we got closer to the time when we were making a chief selection, and you know. What we do at the City of Lincoln is empower our directors to lead their departments and recognizing that she was onboarding, we waited for her to join the staff and then let her lead that process. And as an outsider, she has a you know unique ability to do that. And so, you know, she is even without an assessment, coming in and getting to know the department and making refinements and staffing changes. You've seen us move the number of teams from five to four to create you know, better coverage of the city. You've seen her make promotions to you know, assistant chief. And uh, so she's already doing the good work to refine our operations. And this will just be another tool in her toolbox. Uh, but I can't believe this. COVID is the fourth thing I'm bringing up. Which... Yay. <laughs> For two years, uh, that was the first thing I brought up with you. So, yeah. um, and I, I've got nothing really to say about masks at all. So, because there's nothing, uh, you know, not much to do with it. Uh, the announcement yesterday uh, to the lowest level of yellow, getting close to green, to the extent that people are still paying close attention to to that sort of a thing. What I mean is any in terms of where the city is now, uh, the county is now um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Are we back? To, are we, for all intents and purposes, back to normal, at least uh, where, for where it stands right now? Well, I think we're back to a new normal, right? I mean, the, all the key indicators have shown improvement. We're really pleased about that. The risk dial hasn't been in this low of a color um, since last summer. Um, but we're still doing vaccination clinics, and that's not where we were back in 2019. And mm-hmm. those vaccination clinics are really important, and they're happening at local elementary schools, Throughout this month, we're doing clinics every week at the health department. And 
you know, about six, a little over 66% of our community is vaccinated. That leaves a lot of people still vulnerable should there be another variant. I think what I'd want to echo is that Director Lopez's statement is that we have to be nimble and flexible. Um, for all those people who thought, whoa, will we ever get rid of the mask mandate? Well, we've gotten rid of it twice. And it is a response to current conditions. Let's keep conditions good. The best way to do that is for people to get vaccinated who are eligible and not yet vaccinated and boosted. That's the way we'll we'll preserve our our sense of normality going forward. Do you know, you know, when you're having these, are people still getting vaccinated at these clinics? Like, is there still a, a some level of demand for them? I always wonder about that. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, we have to continue to make it as accessible and convenient as possible. There are a lot of young children, you know, about 60% of, of children 12 and up have gotten boosted, but we want that number to be higher. So uh, we continue that steady drumbeat of work. All right. Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird, I am out of town. time. I'm going to be out of town <laughs> soon, too. Uh, <laughs> appreciate your time today, and uh, good luck with the slow snow removal tomorrow, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next month, all right? Hey, thanks so much, Jack. You take there, care. There you go. Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird. 824, we'll take a break. Selling K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com.